everyone. Welcome back to the Career Matters Podcast. This is your host, Nisar Ahmad. If you're joining us for the first time, just, to, just I'll give you a quick overview of what we do. We focus on providing career advice for job seekers, freelancers, and also hiring managers as well. That's the goal of our brand, careermedis.com. And this podcast is naturally is an extension of the type of content we provide on the website. And today, I'm, I decided to do something new called the, uh, I usually have followed us. We have different series. And today, from this episode, we're launching something called the Industry Expert Series. What that means is, uh, in this particular series, every episode, what I hope to do is bring someone from the industry. Instead of getting to a particular job, they'll talk about the industry in, in very general, what the type of jobs are, what it looks like, what are the different types of careers, etc. So it's always good to get an inside scoop. And that's the exact goal of the Industry Expert Series. And to kick us off, today we're going to talk about careers and transcription. And our guest today, our industry expert, his name is Ben Walker. He's a founder and CEO at Transcription Outsourcing. It's a leading provider of medical transcription services, legal transcription services, law enforcement transcription services, financial transcription services, and so on. And hey, Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Nassar. It's good to talk to you. Yes, the pleasure is mine as well, because quite frankly, this is relatively new to me. I spent a lot of time reading and writing about careers in IT, engineering, healthcare. So this, this is refreshing. So I know we're going to spend all of our time talking about transcriptions. Before that, could you tell us where, just a fun question to kick us off? Where are you calling from? I'm in Denver, Colorado, where we're located. For those of us who have never been to Denver, obviously I've only heard good things about Denver. I've never been, but for most of us who have not been, is there a fun fact that you can share about Denver? Yeah, it's not as cold as people think it is. Just because we're in the mountains doesn't mean it's cold. It's actually really nice here year round. There's 300 sunny days a year on average. And during the winter, it might snow a foot and it melts, you know, three or four days later. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, it's it's not unlike a lot of the places in U.S. and Canada. It doesn't get a lot of snow. And I heard the weather is good. I also heard the people are really good. I, I, I've attended events and I've bumped into people from Colorado. I've never met someone who was not nice. That's true. Everyone here is polite. Sometimes that can be annoying, though, when you're at a stop sign and someone keeps letting everyone else go. <laughs> like That's actually a different type of problem. <laughs> yeah. So Ben, we would love to learn a little bit about yourself. So if you don't mind, if you can take a few minutes, tell us about yourself, you know, how you got involved in this world of transcription and also a little bit about your company as well. Okay, I'll do my best to keep this uh, short and sweet. Sure. About 10 years ago, I was doing mortgages and obviously the mortgage industry. I didn't really like what I was doing. So I started looking around to see what other options were out there. And through some research, I found that the medical industry and healthcare industry in the United States was about to explode because of the baby boomer generation aging, and they're going to need 
healthcare services and everything that surrounds the healthcare industry. So 10 years ago, I started looking into medical jobs or in the healthcare field. So pharmaceutical jobs and medical device jobs, I couldn't get one because I didn't have any experience. Then a friend of my parents was starting a medical transcription company and I called him up, met with him on one of his flights through Denver on a long layover. And two months later, we signed articles of incorporation. I wrote a check to buy 10% of the company and started my career in medical transcription. Then two and a half years in with that company, we started losing medical clients due to changes in technology in the healthcare industry. And at that time, I started researching what other kinds of transcription was out there and I stumbled on to legal transcription and law enforcement transcription. So at that point, I broke off from the parent company that I bought into 10 and a half years ago and started transcription outsourcing and started, and then started to diversify into the other fields, legal transcription, law enforcement transcription, and academic transcription. So that's how we got here. That's an interesting story, Ben, because one of the common themes in this podcast, we are over 100 episodes right now, and it's, it's the whole concept of nonlinear career path. Most or all of my guests, I would say, with the exception of one, knew when they were 16 or 18 what they wanted to be. And I mean, they, want, they had an idea, but what they are doing today was totally nonlinear. It, was some, it actually grew and happened along the way. And sounds like you have a similar story. You went from mortgages to medical transcription. Now you have a full service transcription business, which has, which spans multiple industry. Yeah, it just kind of happened. And if you have a plan, they very rarely work out the way you envision them. So being flexible and in, in a willingness to learn and adapt, I think is really helpful because like I said, plans don't always come to fruition. And if you kind of beat your head and force yourself into taking a certain path that might not work out or you might end, wake up 20 years later really unhappy. Mm-hmm. So that's actually so true though, because uh, at the end of the day, I, I mean, I've seen you on other websites doing interviews. So if you are doing this, you have a business now, you have a team, you're obviously enjoying it. So that's another thing that I find out as well is uh, you mentioned happy and that is so true. You do things along the way. Sometimes your initial path does not plan, does not work, and you work, come up with something that you uh, grow into or you start enjoying. Yeah, that's kind of how I've done it. It's not for everyone. I, that obviously worked out for us and for my company. It provides variety every day. It's not a routine thing for us, even for our transcriptionists that are typing every day. They get different doctors and different lawyers and different law enforcement agencies. So things switch it up and, or things change for them too. It's not the same every day. So speaking of that, I, I, for those of us who are unfamiliar with the whole industry, because a lot of people listening to this, they would probably think this is something new they haven't heard of, but they probably are unaware. So could you tell us, I mean, could you tell us a little bit more? I mean, why is this important? Why is, it, why is the transcription industry important to some of the industries you work with, like legal, healthcare, and academic? It's important because we're, it's a small niche that people don't know really happens in the background because 
A lot of it's done off-site. So we have offices in, here in Denver. Then we have a couple teams in India, and we have independent contractors scattered all over the United States, as well as some full-time employees who work from home in other cities. So you don't see them. They're not the front line. They're not at the front desk in a doctor's office, and they're not in courtrooms as much as they used to be. We're behind the scenes doing things that people don't really know happen unless it happens to you. So if you're in court or if you've been arrested and then you see the transcript from an interview with a detective or in a doctor's office, their medical chart is rarely done in front of you. A doctor will leave the exam room and go to his office or her office and pick up a phone and dictate what they just did, what happened in that room. And then that's typed by someone from home in our office or with our company, and you don't even know what's happening. But it's important because that's what goes into your medical chart, and if it's not accurate, your medical care could change down the road. If, if something is left out or something is added in, if a dosage is input incorrectly, you could get a wrong, the wrong medication. In a court hearing, if something is missed, it could change what a judge does for a sentencing or could let someone out of prison because there was a mistake in a transcript. You, they can knock down the wrong door if it's a search warrant for law enforcement, if the wrong address is put in or the wrong street name, you know what I mean, or the wrong person. There's all kinds of ramifications if it's not done correctly. And, and that's why it's so important because it has to be 99% accurate so things don't go wrong. Wow. Uh, like you, you brought up a good point. You started off saying that it's a small niche. A lot of, a lot of people do not know, but the applications of this is like almost everywhere in our day to day. And uh, it's very ubiquitous. So that is really interesting. I wanted to follow up with another question. So we know why, I mean, at this point, I think I'm, I'm convinced. I'm sure the audience is convinced as well. These are sometimes, you know, life and death situations, life changing situations. They need to be accurate. But what does what does a transcriptionist do behind the scenes? I'm I'm a little bit curious. If you don't mind expanding on that, okay. So let let's just use one of our independent contractors here in in the United States as an example. We have some surgery centers in Denver, and we have transcriptionists, like I said, that work all over the country. Let's say a Dr. Smith is a general surgeon, and he's removing a gallbladder from you know Ben Walker. If something were to go sideways during the surgery and I would go into cardiac arrest, he would immediately stop the removal of the gallbladder and revive me, then sew me back up so that I can go see a cardiologist immediately or maybe go into heart surgery. He'd go pick up a phone and immediately start dictating where he was in the surgery, what happened, at what time, how many times it took to get me back, then he would say to the cardiologist what needs to happen next in his opinion so that the cardiologist can then read that transcript that our people would be ready to type immediately so that the transcript and medical chart can follow me through to the next stage. They're at home sitting at a computer and they'll get a message from us or a phone call from us that says, this doctor needs this typed right now. 
it is a stat, which means a rush file. And they have headphones on, they use a foot pedal, they log into a secure platform where audio files come up in a queue, they double click the audio file, then it opens up a Word document in the correct template that is from a general surgeon, Ben Walker went into cardiac arrest during gallbladder removal, and they type it up as quickly as they can. They press enter, save, upload. Then the doctor's office gets a notification that that file is ready so they can follow me through the process. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So what is happening in a situation like this? It is being dictated. Uh, it, is, it, is, it is available in an audio format. And then someone, this independent contractor, takes that file and puts it into text. Is that correct? Did I understand? That is correct because the next doctor can read faster than he can listen. And huh. having a, another set of ears and a, and a brain on it, if, if the doctor were to happen to misspeak and say it was July 23rd, 2018 instead of June 23rd, 2018, a transcriptionist is, is fully aware of what's going on and she will or he will fix the date or... If he says Ben Walker at one spot, then he says Nassar Ahmed at the next spot, he'll fix it or she'll fix it, and it will say Ben Walker throughout. It's good to have another set of ears on it to make sure everything is accurate. And, and if the doctor were to, like I said, misspeak, say the wrong date, say the wrong patient name, right, left, you know, things like that, it, it, having another brain to analyze what's being said is also very helpful. Yeah, that makes total sense. So sounds like one of the skill sets that it requires is like the ability to quickly make hear and uh, type that down into text. So maybe correct me if I'm wrong, if that is, what are the skill sets that someone in a role, in a transcriptionist role would be required to make sure they, are, they do the pro job right? It's paying attention to detail okay. and understanding the context. So we have transcriptionists that specialize in different fields and some of them can do multiple fields. A lot of them will concentrate on one or two, such as cardiology transcription or mental health transcription. Mm -hmm. Then we have ones that do legal transcription or financial transcription because what's said in the financial industry is very different than what's said in the legal industry and the medical industry. So they're highly specialized and they know the context of what's being said because of their training and they're, they're almost all perfectionists. They don't want anything to slip by and that is a really important attribute to have as well as being a perfectionist because things can't, you just can't let it go through 90% accurate or even 95% accurate. That's uh, interesting. You mentioned something about specialization. Of course, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, if you work in a particular industry, you probably are able to do that quicker than someone else who's learning quickly. And the, the amount of accuracy is also going to be higher. So I'm curious, I mean, how does someone get into this particular career? I mean, this might be a multiple part question and maybe I'll ask them one by one. So I'll start off with that question. How does someone come across this career? You know, 20 years ago, a lot of it was just being in the right place at the right time. So let's say you worked in a doctor's office and you're at the front desk and their transcriptionist got sick or retired or moved to a new company or a new 
job. You could you would just get thrown into it and say, here you go, here's the headphones, here's the foot pedal, start typing. Because being in a doctor's office, you're going to start to learn the lingo and learn what's going on, and you'll start to understand what's being said and how and why. And the same thing happened is, happens in the legal industry. If you work in a law firm or possibly in a courthouse, you have paralegal training more than likely. And paralegals will learn kind of the start of how to transcribe and how to document for attorneys or judges, then they'll get thrown into it because of their situation, where they're at. Someone gets sick, someone retires, or they need help because something is coming up and it needs to get done quicker than they thought. It's situational. Some people go to school for it. They don't have physical locations for this type of work anymore. They used it at community colleges. They would teach medical transcription and legal transcription. They don't do that anymore because people weren't going into the field. So now it's all done online. Mm. And the courses you can take online are really good. And they will teach you how to be a good transcriptionist. It's rare to find a company that has offices like ours that teach people how to do it in office. It's not profitable. You don't know if that person's going to stay around. So a lot of it's done online now. So that's interesting. So it's, it's an online, is that an online degree or a certification? A certification. A certification. So anyone who, who is interested can go in and get certified and they can start applying for companies like yours. Yes. And what I would suggest, you can also go to like Amazon Turk and yep. they'll let anyone transcribe. If you don't do a good job, you won't get good reviews. There are tons of YouTube videos and tons of free information too on how to get started as a transcriptionist. You could wing it and figure it out. It might t- it'll take longer than if you were to take a formalized class, but it can be done. It's, it's the paying attention to detail and being a perfectionist. Those are the two really big attributes that companies like mine really need and require. So I want to build on the, what he just said, right? So paying attention to detail. So let's, I mean, in your company, that's what you do. You hire individuals like this. You provide the service to your clients. So how do you know? I'm just curious. I mean, how do you know someone, if you're interviewing someone like me for the first time, how would you know that I am, I have those skill set? Do you do tests to do that? Or I'm, I'm really curious now. Yeah, the, the tests start from the very beginning. We have an online form that people can fill out and it takes probably six or seven minutes to fill out, which a lot of people aren't willing to do because it is kind of a long form and we did that on purpose. We ask a lot of questions. We want to make sure that they're willing to put in a little time and they're serious. And that starts with the form on our website. There's also another form that people can use that want to do business with us. And if we get that form filled out by someone who wants to do transcription, we delete it because that form says this is not for employment. But if people fill it out anyway for employment, we mm-hmm. delete it because there's the form for employment. If they're not going to follow instructions from the beginning, they're probably not going to follow them once they do start to work for us. So they fill out the form. 
We get it. We check for grammatical and spelling errors immediately. If they have any errors in the form, we delete it because we have to have 99% accuracy. If they don't have any errors and they have experience, we email them tests like you had alluded to that are really difficult. There's a grammar test, a punctuation test, a homonym, synonyms, and then we send them a file, an audio file from a patent law attorney and another file, audio file to be transcribed from a witness to an assault that is also not easy. The, the gentleman in the file does not speak very well, so it's hard to hear. And the patent law attorney requires people taking that test to do a lot of research because the technology he's talking about is not everyday stuff you and I or the rest of the world really know exists or talk about. That is so true. So what I'm hearing is it's totally skill-based. I mean, that's or you need to have the skills. Like unlike a lot of other careers, some skills could be taught. They look for attitude. They look for the ability to learn. This is very, very skill-based. You are pay, You're screening them out beginning to end to make sure that they could do the job that you eventually hire them for. Yeah, 100%. Because our clients require 99% or above accuracy, so we have to make sure from the beginning. Because if we don't return something to the client's satisfaction, we give it to them for free. And I, I don't like giving things away for free. Yeah, I can, I can sound this, I'll be right from the beginning. What I'm hearing is the stakes are really higher, especially talking about medical situations, legal situations. So accuracy goes back like it's a common theme here. So Ben, now you've been in the industry for a few years. What, could you tell us a little bit more about the industry itself? We spoke about the individual role, a little bit about demand and you know where you see yourself, where do you see this industry in the next three to five years? Yeah, of course, the demand for medical transcription has diminished somewhat because of the technological changes. A lot of doctors point and click now. They don't dictate nearly as much as they used to. And that, like I said at the beginning, that's when we started to research other fields of transcription and we kind of stumbled upon the legal transcription and law enforcement transcription and those industries are growing. Unfortunately, in the United States, it's very litigious and our prison system keeps growing. So it has created more opportunity for legal transcription and law enforcement transcription, which is good for our company. It's not necessarily good for the United States, I guess, but it's Mm -hmm. a growing field that is, like you said, highly specialized and people need to know the lingo and how or the context behind it to be good at it, as well as academic. We're doing tons of academic transcription with universities that conduct research and interviews, focus groups, because they need accurate data to come out of that research. So having a grad student transcribe interviews is probably not a good idea. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have the time. So they send it to us because we can get it back to them a lot faster and more accurate. So it, in, in our experience, the legal, law enforcement, academic worlds are growing, where in medical is kind of shrinking. That's interesting. And I'm just thinking of the top of my head of what he was just saying about 
I, I want to, I mean, I'm a podcaster, right? And that industry is really, really growing. Every month there are a new podcast. So that's one field. Podcast now video, video is also growing. A lot of companies are putting video content and now they have transcriptions as well. Uh, is that something you see uh, affecting your business as well? I mean, in a positive way? Yes. So in order for a podcast or a video to be indexed by Google, it needs to have text along with it. Right. Google can't read an audio. So yes, I, and I'm glad you asked that. It is growing. We are transcribing more podcasts. It's taken a little while. A lot of podcasters don't have it in the budget. They don't realize that it takes a, a pretty intelligent person to transcribe a podcast when you're having a free-flowing conversation like you and I are. AI gets it about 70% accurate, and our transcriptions, like I've said many times, are 99% accurate. So, yes, it is growing. And to answer your earlier question, in three to five years, we're going to be bigger. I don't see anything that would cause us to lose clients at this time. And I know a lot of people are worried about, well, a lot of people in my industry are worried about artificial intelligence and voice recognition. But from what I understand and the people I've talked with from their side, from the AI and VR side, they're not, they're, they might be 70% accurate when it comes to multiple person transcription single person narratives right they're maybe 80 85% accurate but that doesn't work for the industries we work with and the clients we work with they require a much more accurate document thanks for bringing up ai and voice recognition because that was going to be my next question which is the last question is how is i mean i always love to hear perspectives how is technology affecting this industry in terms of jobs and careers i think you covered on that but is there anything else you see? What do what, what you, you take? If you were to choose a positive versus negative take, what would you say? Right now it's positive because you can't predict what's going to come out of someone's mouth. And that's the whole thing behind artificial intelligence is they, their algorithms are making predictions on what is going to be said hmm. and inferences of what's being said. Yeah, I've talked to, I've literally talked to programmers that work in the voice recognition industry and they said that because there are so many different combinations and everyone's brain works differently that it will take so long for them to catch up that I shouldn't be worried. So these people are smarter than me. So I'm taking their word for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like, even though everybody reads about AI, I mean, it's still in the early to infants in, in mid stages, it'll take a little while to grow. But even if that grows, there's always going to be things that could be done. So that's, that's the way I look at technology. A lot of people are very skeptical. I, I look at it as a positive. New industries will grow. Companies will pivot, add new services. It's always good, good to get perspective from someone who's in that industry. First, thanks, thanks for being open about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think about it all the time because if, if it does happen, I'm going to need a new job and I don't even have a resume. So <laughs> I, I would be in trouble. I'm, I'm paying attention because, yeah, I would need a new job. I, you know, I have obligations I have to meet. And if, if my job is eliminated, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to need a new one. So, Ben, we are about to wrap up here. I mean, this has been very enlightening and uh... Before we wrap up and say goodbye to the audience, any last words, anything that you'd like to add that I did not ask or we did not cover? 
Not that I can think of right now. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I'm, I'm trying to give myself time here to maybe say something. <laughs> it's not for everyone, that's for sure. Transcription anyway takes a very detail-oriented person that likes to work from, you know, a quiet, isolated environment with no distraction, and that certainly is not for everyone. There are people out there that are really good at it, that enjoy it, that can work at home or in an office alone, but it does take a different kind of person. I particularly am not good at that. I like to be around people and meet new people. I like working in the transcription industry, but I wouldn't be good at, you know, being alone in an office for an extended period of time. Ben, thank you very much. As I mentioned before, like a little moment ago, it is, this has been enlightening. When I said at the beginning of the uh, interview, and even when we were, before we started recording this, I'm new to this industry. Like I have, I have heard of what transcription is about. I did not know this was, there was so much behind it. I think you've given myself and the audience a lot to ponder and think about. We appreciate you sharing your time and your experience. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me, Nassar. Thanks, everyone, for listening to yet another episode of the Career Medis podcast. Uh, I will write a brief summary and that will be presented along, in the, along with the show notes, which will also have resources and links that uh, Ben has mentioned during the podcast. If you enjoyed this particular episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or review. If you really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this amongst your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmed, your host for the Career Matters Podcast. Thank you.